Brothers and sisters, blessed Sunday to you. Um, still excuse my voice, but it's getting better a little bit. Yesterday we were looking, we were speaking about the way that Jesus looks at us from the tabernacle, a look that transforms us. Um, Jesus has, if we can really ignite our act of faith to get in contact with the Lord's gaze upon our hearts, um, our lives will change. Um, and we spoke about how St. Manuel said that there were three looks that he saw in the Gospels, the way that Christ looked um, in different contexts, in different situations. And, and it could be a way of examining our own conscience. How does Jesus look at us? How we, what, will we let the fruits of that gaze upon us change our life? The first look he speaks about is the, the look of love. And you might remember the scripture where the rich young man comes to Christ and he asks him what he can do to have eternal life and to have a perfect, to be perfect. And he says to him um, <clears throat> that he has kept all the commandments. And then the Lord tells him, well, um, if you want to be perfect, go sell everything and come follow me. And But the scripture says, Jesus, looking upon him, loved him. You know, before Jesus asks of us difficult things, because the scripture says he did this first, and then he said, go sell everything, come follow me. So Jesus, before asking difficult things from us, which always are for our benefit, which are always for us to flourish, he will gaze upon us, he will look upon us. So St. Manuel had this to say, with this look, Jesus gifted the young man, who asked him on his knees, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Aside from the reply that the good teacher gives, St. Mark gives a more expressive response in describing the face of Jesus. Jesus, looking upon him, loved him. It is a gaze of delight, of rest, of gentleness, with which the heart of Jesus embraces the innocent and simple souls, like the young man who had observed the commandments from his youth. The second look is what we see, it's it's very sad, um, but there's something incredibly beautiful about it. And if we can put ourselves in St. Peter's place, we it might stir us to conversion. And it's it's the look of Jesus that we see in the scripture when Jesus, when Peter has denied Christ, the scripture says, Jesus looks at him and this cuts him to the heart. The setting is a sad scene, the courtyard of the high priest. There inside, Jesus is submerged in a sea of ingratitude, cruelty, false accusations. Outside, there's Peter, his closest friend, the trusted man, the confidant of the persecuted Jesus, denying him once, twice, three times, even with an oath. What happens then? Peter starts to run, holding back the tears which were coming to his eyes. The prisoner inside, Jesus, Overlooking his own sufferings, directs his gaze back towards the friend who was falling. A gaze filled with memories. A gaze expressing hurt and a broken heart. A gaze inviting contrition, hope and forgiveness. So this amazing moment, um, it's really incredible that what that contact was. Peter in the depths of his sin of rejection, his, his sin of betrayal, sees the most innocent eyes of Christ, and that cuts him to the heart. But thankfully, he will allow grace to move him to, to convert to a deeper love even to Christ. Then the third look, it's the look of Jesus over the Jerusalem, because they have not recognized the hour of their visitation. 
He says it is a desolate look. The teacher on a mountaintop looked at Jerusalem and wept. How sad, how heartbreaking must be the gaze of Jesus toward a soul that will certainly be condemned. Jesus' hands are tied because of the stubbornness and hardness of that soul, which frustrates whatever is done to save it. He weeps as it is the only thing that his heart can do. Brothers and sisters, with which of these three looks will we gaze upon us? This is a good examination of conscience and a good meditation to do before the tabernacle. Heart of Jesus, you who live in the tabernacle and who never stop gazing at me, as I cannot aspire to give you the satisfaction you receive in looking at the ones who never fell, let me ask you for the gaze in the courtyard of Caiaphas. I'm so much like Peter in that courtyard. I need your gaze to complete my conversion. Look at me. Do not stop looking at me as you did at Peter until the tears caused by your gaze leave marks in my soul. If not upon my cheeks, then at least upon my heart, broken by sorrow for my sin. Look at me in that way, I repeat, and let me be aware that you look at me always. I do not want to see you in front of me with your hands tied, weeping over me, because it is I who should be weeping, not you. So we ask the Lord, Lord, we thank you for this beautiful gaze of love upon us. May we look with confidence up at your eyes coming to us from the tabernacle, from the Eucharist. Your eyes that are ever present on us throughout our whole life, no matter where we are. And we turn to you in confidence so that we hand over the areas of our life that need conversion and grace. And we ask for your strength. And I ask the Heavenly Father, today on the Gospel of the Prodigal Son, that we will return with all our hearts to the Father's house. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.